Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach and welcome to Research Skills for our Early Years Teachers. Welcome back, my Early Years friends. Sorry for the delay, but the past few weeks have been a little crazy. I'm preparing for my school's verification visit, and if you're a coordinator, you know what I'm talking about. And I wanted to take some time to do what I love best, which is sharing ideas with you. When I think of our earliest learners, I naturally think of research skills. They are naturally curious about the world around them and are constantly exploring through play. By asking questions, testing out theories, and collaborating with others, they are researching how the world works. And this is why early years is so magical in a school. And there are certain things that have to be there in order to ignite the fire of learning within our earliest of learners. So we're going to think about research skills and some of the things that teachers do to invite deeper thinking in the classroom. So teachers can ensure that specific time and sufficient time is allotted for uninterrupted play in responsive learning spaces to practice and develop research skills. They can collaborate, for example, with a librarian or technology specialist to build research skills and help students identify sources of information. They can also model academic integrity by acknowledging where materials and ideas come from. When I look at this, you know, I think about our early years classroom and how it's designed, the schedule and the layout. And if we're thinking from the lens of content coverage, that's a problem, right? Because in early years, it should be designed according to exploration. And by allowing spe specific and sufficient time for our children to participate in uninterrupted play, they're able to drive their own learning journey because they're tinkering with materials. They're tinkering with ideas and making connections between those ideas. And isn't that how we learn best as adults? So why wouldn't our earliest learners learn best that way? I know many of you are like, of course we learn best that way. But in some schools, that's not the case. It's already driving content. And so I'm advocating for what the IB advocates for. There should be a time about play. And that's kindergarten. I remember kindergarten as a child. I loved it. Yes, there was structured time. There was structured reading time, writing, you know, any of the subjects. But I also remember playing in the kitchen, in the little house area. I also remember playing with... Um, construction, um, sorry, cardboard bricks and building a house. I remember having those moments where I could allow my imagination to flourish and tinker. And that's what we want for our earliest little tykes. And once learners have experienced this specific, this sufficient time to tinker, they're able to formulate ideas to share with others. This is so important. Because 
getting out of the me stage and going to the we stage requires knowing how to work with others and also being able to apply our thinking in a variety of ways to make generalizations. You know, as educators, we enter um, into this dynamic learning situation to model processes, to challenge those misconceptions that they get along the way and acknowledge where ideas come from. Imagine if this was your class, right? Would you get excited to go to school every day? Of course, I would. But when I sometimes um, enter a school building in my various roles, I see teachers not happy because so much content is driving the process rather than play. And that's why we have to advocate for our earliest of learners. And if you're a coordinator, I hope you're listening and you're trying to support your teachers because they're doing the best they can. So when we, when we're coming into the school building ourselves, we need to be able to tinker with information, right? And the IB has designed the ATLs to guide this process of finding new information and processing it and developing some independence within ourselves and our learners. So in your section, reminder, you have a special section. Your ATLs are in um, PYP from Principles into Practice, the learner. Everyone else is in learning and teaching. Yours is in the learner because there's this whole beautiful section all about the early learner. And your sub skills are formulating and planning, data gathering and documenting. This is audio recording, drawing, photography, synthesizing and interpreting, evaluating and communicating and media literacy. And just like last time, we're going to take a deeper look at one sub skill um, and go in deep into the sub skill criteria and see how we might break it down so it's easier for students to access. So the one area that I chose that I'm going to have go throughout uh, this week is synthesizing and interpreting because I think I'm trying to choose ones that I think are more difficult for people. And when you look at the subskill criteria, it's sort and categorize information and materials, arrange into forms or order, for example, with graphs, marks, symbols, using emergent writing skills. So when I'm thinking about sorting and categorizing information, a thousand ways pop into my mind. So let's take a look at a few of them that go beyond matching games and sorting into like Venn diagrams and things like that. The thing that really pops out is forms. So how are we getting children to sort and classify information, utilizing manipulatives, utilizing tactile ways? And one thing I noticed, uh, one of my kinder teachers presented a lesson where she was reviewing uh, the parts and needs of plants, right? And they had already planted their seeds. Some um, seeds had sprouted. They had been investigating, um, playing with different things. And now they were physically getting to sequence and sort. So she cut up different pieces um, of the plant 
and modeled the process and then asked students, you know, what do plants need? And they were able to identify independently that roots came on the bottom because that's where they got majority of their water source as well as the leaves. And when I questioned their thinking, they were able to compare the roots to the mouth drinking a glass of water. And this is where we know that students are able to sort and categorize information because they're able to make connections to other learning. Meanwhile, in one of my pre-K classes, the students were given pan scales and worked with partners and asked to make predictions about weight of objects. Um, the students were divided up as partner A and partner B. They had a container of materials that they were able to select. And then they were asked guiding questions before um, putting uh, the object into the pan. They were asked to make predictions utilizing a sentence stem. And it was really amazing to watch these little four-year-olds shout out correct ideas and connections. And, you know, obviously the teacher had scaffolded this whole process, but it was just really amazing to see that, bam, these kids were just being able to make accurate predictions and then assess their predictions. Ugh, it was so good. It's, it goes beyond doing a matching game. These engagements are an example of research skills. Yeah, research. Because we know as earlier as teachers that everything they do is researching, right? And that's why this really blew up and came to life for me um, this week with y'all. Because I believe that everything that a child does in early years, at, well, in school in general, they're researching ways of doing and ways of understanding and they're testing out their ideas based on prior knowledge they're making those predictions they're creating a test they're analyzing and they're drawing conclusions and this is part of the process of synthesizing assorting and categorizing that information now the next sub skill um, is analyze and interpret information and my favorite engagement that comes to mind was a kindergarten class in Germany. So the class was com um, completing an invitation to inquiry, which is at the beginning of a unit, you do little stations around the room and the children do these uh, little engagements that are tied to the lines of inquiry, tied to the content, and then you come back and make uh, predictions about what you think the unit is about. So it's like a sampling as you will. And what was really interesting is at one station, there were students who were utilizing straws to give force, right? To blow air on different objects. And they were testing the distance of the objects. And some objects were feathers and cotton balls and others were like marbles and rocks. And the fascinating part was when um, a learner was asked to articulate the, about, you know, this process. She was able to articulate that the weight of an object greatly impacted how far it would move. And that she, it took a lot of energy for her to 
move the marble just a little bit where the feather would go quite a distance. That's a huge concept for our itty bitties. I know you guys are masters at this, but this is right here how we analyze and interpret information in early years. Why does it do the things that it do, right? And you were already doing this. So I just want you to put into your context in your mind that because this is the natural way you craft your classroom and your learning experience, you're, it's just we have to be a little bit more explicit so that the kids are clear of what the role is. And I think there are endless possibilities of developing research skills through play. You know, and it's about are we willing to test them out and to shift our thinking of research and what it looks like in the early years. That's my journey, right? I'm, I'm so passionate about the age level you teach because that's where it all begins. And if we can get kids to playfully connect with the ATLs, imagine what it's going to be like when they enter in first grade and, you know, the hard hitting, really learning how to read and really being able to put sentence structure in together and be able to do that playfully. My gosh, that's how we change opinions about school and set up for success. So thanks for joining me. I hope that this helped my little ramblings. Um, check out our next early year session in episode 54. So have a wonderful day.